0: Hi there. Good Tuesday night, March 28th, 2023. I'm Mike Shope with Adam Krautwurst. Happy birthday, Adam. Oh, that's gosh. I forgot it was. You know you're getting old <laughs> when you forget it's your birthday. Stop. We'll talk about that later, maybe, if there's time. If time permits. Yeah, yeah. We, we are the Deep End Fantasy Football Podcast. We are honored to be brought on by the Player Profiler Network. Highly acclaimed. And we're excited to work with these guys starting tonight so we might look a little different. Hopefully we sound the same. We're going to talk about Lamar Jackson because everybody is. How do you make this situation work for you, right? Isn't what drafting in the early months is all about is finding advantages and edges if they exist. Shouldn't one exist here? We'll talk about it and see what we think. Also, some tricky running back rooms where veterans have moved around. And if there's time, we can make time. A little bit of dynasty rookie draft talk with what's happening at the end of round one, where there's a lot of sameness, it seems, right now before the NFL draft, which is just under a month away. We're Mike and Adam. Thanks for watching and listening. Look out for these Sharks if you don't know this is coming, but you're going to be fine. This is the deep end. I want to guess your age. Good good luck. 36. Thank you. But no. The big
1: three nine. The big three nine today, Mike.
0: The big three the nine. Big
1: three nine. I
0: feel like I'm 60.
1: I'm not gonna lie, but
0: anybody that says they're 39 is always saying they're 39. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> that's right. Is that is that how that works again? Is that I how that so. works again? But uh no, yeah, for 39 today, it's uh what a day. Went to work, uh, planned for a podcast. <laughs> just another another Tuesday at the Crowhurst house.
0: So <laughs> what a day went to work. Let me think after that. That's right. I'll remember just another day at the, at the the Crowhurst house. Well, I'm excited to talk about all these important subjects for fantasy players who are in the deep end. We are a show that I'd like Adam to actually describe this because he is more equipped for more, uh, he deserves to be the one to describe it because it was his idea. What kind of podcast, in your opinion, was either not out there in a fantasy football landscape where there are so many podcasts, or you know, maybe what needed a, a community that needed to be more well represented? Adam, yeah, you know,
1: I, I just wanted to get together and uh, represent a community that plays this game at a high level, right? So, we you got all types of podcasts all over the place, and we've been doing this. For years, you know, we're kind of introing this to the player profiler community. Um, You know, it's been great working with Billy Musio over the years, meeting him. Um, He's been awesome. Matt has been awesome. Theo, excellent. Cody, you know, all those guys are just incredible. And so, thanks for having us again. But this is uh, all about players. It's all about people who have who have been successful at at the highest level. You know, we want to talk to people that some of you player profiler people watching may have never heard of. Right? We're going to talk to high stakes players who have been super successful. Um, We want people that have skin in the the game. You know, the way I've looked at it is don't, you know, there are people who don't really play at a high, at a high level, but are super good at projections and that's fine. And and Mike and I kind of have sifted through those people over the years. And we're going to have those guys on the show too. Like, like um, we're really lucky to have a guy like Billy, who's, an exceptional at, at projections. He just won another top five award for his, for projections. He's also a, an incredible high stakes player as well. So he's kind of a, a perfect little mix for that, but there are some people who do just do projections and, and they don't actually play um, with the big boys. They don't play for, 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 high stakes money. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you really want to trust the people that have the skin in the game. So we're going to talk to the guys with the skin in the game. We're going to talk to the, people in the industry that are really good at projections. We're going to talk to the people that are really good at processing the correct analytics. And so, you know, Mike, you and I have been doing this high stakes thing for a while, me a little bit longer than you, and we've kind of been able to parse through um, the noise and parse through
0: like what's good and what we can use. And that's what we're going to bring to everybody. Before I met you, I thought $200 was pretty high stakes. But you know what? The, the main point, the real point is it doesn't matter what you're playing for. You still want good information, and you want good advice. And you, um, you want, maybe if you're really into it, friends and people that you're watching and listening to that are playing all year. And, you know, you, you want to win. That's really what it is. So no matter how much it is uh, worth, how much you're playing for, you want to win no matter what. I'm in free leagues that I want to win. And so um, I'm looking for combination of what I think is the best advice, which also has a sense of humor and is sort of fun to watch and listen to. Um, and speaking of fun and funny things, the size of that trophy that Billy got, that's for top five? Like, holy cow, that's a big trophy. I don't have a fantasy. These mini helmets are <laughs> ridiculously small compared to that trophy. So good for, uh, good for Bill. He's definitely earned. His status. And uh, I'm excited to work with these guys very much. Yes. And sure. Yeah. So um, right now, March 28th, late March, we're a month to go for the NFL draft. What are we focused on? We're focused on rookies and, you know, dynasty. But also there's plenty of high stakes happening. FFPC, the Fantasy Pros Championship, 350 a pop. That's high stakes enough for most of us. And, you know, those drafts are happening now, and they're playing for the same big money that the guys who were drafting in Las Vegas in September are playing for us. So we want to be right. And one pivot point, maybe the number one pivot point right now in fantasy football and in football, period, is Lamar Jackson. So, Adam, before we get into the numbers and the data, what's your feeling about where he's at and where this is going? I mean – it can't be called unprecedented. There are contract disputes. Today on my WGR show, we were talking about Le'Veon Bell and how, <laughs> a couple of years ago. like, What if he comes back in week 10? Does he get credit for the year or this kind of thing? I mean, he was a 101 kind of player. So it's not less valuable to talk about him in fantasy and that's not ancient history. Just how do you feel about where Jackson is at and maybe just in general, if you th- feel like there's an edge anywhere?
1: Yeah, I mean, usually with super talented players. If you just take them, if you buy the dip, right, there's, you're going to get an edge, right? So, um, I'm certainly okay that buying the dip, because I don't think it really matters. It might not even be terrible if he leaves. Right. So like, it might be, be better if, if he leaves. So I, I have no problem, um, buying, buying the dip on him right now. Um, he's, I think he's still, the problem is that there's a joke going around, right? Like, Oh, Lamar, uh, Lamar doesn't need an agent, right? Cause you know, he's going to, he's going to negotiate his own deal or he does need an agent or whatever. Lamar doesn't need an agent. Lamar needs to stay healthy. <laughs> like the, I'm not saying that's why Baltimore is kind of ho- holding out here, but um, he's, he hasn't finished the last the three seasons, right? So, you know, he's been not going of a playoff game. I get it, but uh, he's just kind of undersized for a guy that runs as much as he does. Uh, that's going to last very long. So right now he's going Q- QB seven, Um, I could see once everything kind of the dust settles, maybe Baltimore goes crazy in the draft here and gets him some receivers, or maybe he leaves and goes to someplace (laughs) better. But yeah, right, I know. But I could see him settling in above Justin Fields at QB three, something like that. Um, so I mean, it's interesting right now. Josh Allen's QB three. Normally he's uh, he's QB one, but maybe we'll talk about him on a different show. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I'm fine with buying the dip on Lamar. I know I know it's frustrating, but right now. If I'm in dynasty leagues, I'm, I'm just kind of putting a little, uh, I'm putting, putting some feelers out there, to see what I can get for him, especially in superflex.
0: It's tough though, isn't it, Adam? Like to get value for Jackson right now. I mean, you're sort of, your hands are tied a little bit. I mean, no one knows what's going to happen. Here's my best guess. The, the question, the ultimate question is, is the Baltimore relationship salvageable? And it's impossible to say, but to me, it feels more like no than yes. So if that's right, and there are teams, I mean, they do want to win, right? These owners are meeting this week, and a lot of them are pretty old. You can have coaches who are pretty old. There have been two teams for me the whole time, and these are teams that are certainly being talked about lately, but Indianapolis and New England are both teams. New England has battled with the league. Belichick, Aaron Rodgers is now walking into his division. You know, come on. Do you want to what do you want to do here? Are you trying to go nine and eight and blame other people? Like what come on, New England. Not my favorite team, not anybody's favorite team out of New England, but make a move. And Indianapolis is the other one. And what needs to happen is those teams or another team that already maybe was reported as not being interested in him, they change their mind because they feel like the market is softer than they thought. And they don't need to pay all the guaranteed Sean Watson money to sign him. There are other guaranteed contracts too. Russell Wilson has one. Jared Goff has one. You know, it doesn't have to be the absolute max to maybe get a deal done with him already. And now it's like this. And what are his options? So I feel like in the next few days, the door is open for another team to come up with a deal that maybe they can make work for themselves financially and have Baltimore turn down because they know how bad the situation is and Indianapolis is picking four overall. Like that's a very appealing option for, for Baltimore. So you said like, it might be better if he plays somewhere else, as long as he plays at all, if he's quarterback at player profiler, he's in the quarterback six range, five, six on the latest rankings from FFPC ADP, you know, you can live with that as long as you know, he's going to be on the field. But right now, until that happens, we don't know if he's going to be on the field and that's the choice you have to make. You can avoid him and pick Trevor Lawrence, you know? Okay. And take your chances with Trevor Lawrence, or you can try to look at the board the way I am. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm willing to take him ahead of Lawrence. I like Lawrence, but quarterback six, seven, I'm fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. I think a lot of it has to do with teams. want you know, when you talked a little bit about the money is, it's a bit. he's going to want a lot of money. And is he, is he, has he earned it? Absolutely. But there's something about like, yeah, you, you earned it, but we aren't paying you for your MVP season three years ago. We're paying you to play for us now and going forward and for for whatever team he's going to play for. It's like, that's a lot. It's, we're talking like hundreds of millions of dollars. And it's like, if you, to me, again, it comes down to like, if you can't stay healthy uh, and I go, I get a lot of guys get, get hurt, but we've just seen it so many times with, with quarterbacks um, taking too many hits and just, I mean, look at, look at Cam Newton. Now Cam Newton played a little bit differently, uh, a lot differently, but um, you get these quarterbacks that just rely so much on their athleticism. They take too many hits. And then that's the whole thing in Buffalo. Now with Josh Allen is, Hey, Damian Harris, are we bringing in guys to help him? Cause we don't want, you know, McDermott doesn't want Josh Allen taking all these hits, you know? And so uh, I think it's a thing where people are, teams are trying to get away from putting their multi you know hundred million dollar investment um on on a
0: a guy who who, who could get hurt let me let's see him on Indianapolis Adam think of the potential new coach from Philadelphia who just had hurts you've got Pittman who everybody likes you've got Pierce who's promising you've got Jonathan Taylor by the way (laughs) just to take the pressure off I don't know like they're gonna pick fourth well they're not if they have Jackson on their team but I mean that's Probably playable. They've got 50 tight ends every year. Right. Most of whom seem like athletes. Um, <laughs> they lost Campbell, but there's more to do in the second, third round of the draft. I, I can get into that. Like in on the FFPC ADP from Profiler, he's going ahead of Herbert and Burrow, which uh, that's even more ambitious. What, what I think the takeaway there is that fantasy players who play seriously are not afraid of it. And we're getting into April, and it's getting more ramped up, the rhetoric. And I announced – I asked for a trade and everything that's happened this week. But I think that says something important and valuable about the people that, you know, are consuming Profiler and our show and the people who are in the the draft streets right now. Like, they're not afraid of playing without Lamar Jackson. Maybe you're backing them up a little differently as you draft your your whole rosters. But um, I think maybe – a lot of people would look at the ADP and be like, Lamar Jackson ahead of Herbert and Burrow and, and not Fields, but Her- and Lawrence. Like, wow, don't you guys read the paper? Right. <laughs> but the, the the market is showing uh, confidence in him still, which is very interesting. Agreed. Well, what about you? On the clock, Jackson or Lawrence? Um, Right now, I'd still...
1: I, I, I want to say Lamar, especially listen, if we're drafting now, we're drafting um, high volume, right? This, no one's no one's like, all right, my only draft of the year is going to be March 28th. Uh, you know, we're drafting high volume. We're going to draft all spring, all summer. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Oh, right. Ex- exactly. I, I'm uh, drafting tonight, and that's it. Right. That's it. Just, just tonight. <laughs> On my birthday. That's it. we <laughs> draft a year. My, my birthday $35
0: card. best ball. Sit and go. It's, it's it. my birthday draft. <laughs> you know,
1: but um, so listen, you're going to, you're going to have your shares of Lamar. You're going to have your shares of Trevor Lawrence. You're going to be doing all that stuff. And that's how it should be now. Anyways, the, the draft, <laughs> there's so much that's going to change after the draft. Um, You know, the Ravens are hey, Bateman. I still think is got another guy that's got to stay healthy. Like if they could just get this offense to stay healthy and add one more piece. I know it's crazy to, th- to think about Andrews is great. Bateman, I think is great. Stay healthy at another receiver. Keep Lamar to the team. Could be, could, could be awesome.
0: And you don't mean Nelson Aguilar, I'm pretty sure, but no. we've been no. waiting for years. You and I and many have been waiting for years for Baltimore to sort of step it up in that department. They've drafted guys, but they've only signed from retired players pretty much, and that has not gone great. All right. Mike Shope, Adam Krautwurst. We are the deep end. We want to take a time out now and have a word from our sponsors.
2: You know, people always ask me, hey, what is the, the World Series of Fantasy or the Super Bowl of Fantasy Football? And it's easy. It's the FFPC, the Fantasy Football Players Championship. It's a $6 million prize pool. And they've had their never-too-early best ball leagues cranking since February. And so the FFPC is the answer to so many questions. Hey, hey, where's the best place to get a dynasty orphan? Well, you can adopt a dynasty orphan at the FFPC. That's why we partner with them. If you want to play fantasy football for low, medium, high stakes, seasonal, best ball, dynasty, go to the FFPC. And don't forget, promo code UNDERWORLD to get you $25 off your first team. $25 off your first team, no matter what team it is, no matter what format it is, at the FFPC. Go do it.
1: Who doesn't love the FFPC? Come on.
0: I mean, high stakes galore. It's a great weekend. Adam and I have been in Vegas the last couple of years. Not only have the drafts been really fun, but the party, opening night, watching the game, the bare-knuckle challenge. I've done the bare-knuckle challenge draft each of the last two years. And I am not embarrassed to say I have two sixth-place finishes out of 12. I mean, it's it's not a double-up, though, so I don't have any (laughs) money or trophies like Billy gets for finishing in the rankings. Uh, Not yet anyway. All right. Let's take one more minute on the quarterbacks, because one of our calling cards on the deep end is we're drafting all the time. Yeah. And so I want to show you a one hundred twenty five dollar never too early best ball tournament board. This tournament's almost full, by the way. So as Adam knows, this is typical. I'm team one. And it was round four, so 412, where I ended up picking Jackson. Can you see that well enough? Oh, Maybe yeah. You are 39. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <Holy>. <laughs> At 39, you can see it okay? That's good. <laughs> Congrats, yeah, that's right. I got, I got my new glasses on too. So, you know, oh, um, beautiful. So, round three, Adam, you see three quarterbacks in a row Allen, Hurts, Mahomes. And then on the way back, Fields at four four, Burrow at four six, Herbert at four eight. You're drafting on the end. You're like, I can't. It's it, the pressure's on in these drafts with quarterback and tight end. You don't you don't want to get left out. Sometimes you push them up. How about uh, what do you think of my selection? Jackson at four twelve. Lawrence goes as the next quarterback at five seven, and then no quarterbacks again until Watson at seven two. How did I do? Interesting. Yeah, the the Burrow guy took Lawrence.
1: You know, in the, this, this is a tournament, Mike, you said? Yeah, 125. Yeah, I feel like whoever took um, Andrews maybe should have leaned Jackson it's over fields. You know, I know, again, it's it's ADP. Sometimes we get stuck to ADP even in, like, March, right? It's like it, this is a tournament. You want the, the team – you want to be stacking guys, right, especially, like, your top receiver. I mean, Andrews is, is a tight end, but he it's his type top pass catcher. So you want if you have the opportunity, you know you want to uh, to 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 stack that. So I thought that was interesting that he passed, and maybe he'll um, look in here. Did he stack? Mooney, Mooney. okay, Mooney. Yep, later. So that's that's fine. But I I was just a little surprised that he. Usually you get the Andrews Lamar Lamar stack. But anyways, all
0: all I was able to do. Sorry, is uh, likely in fourteen because what do you want from Baltimore after? Andrews and Bateman so I went rookies I did a underdog draft last night where I guess it was Justin Herbert and I didn't get to Keenan Allen or Williams and you just want give yourself a chance so Josh Palmer but also Johnston and Addison you know uh in this draft too same two guys I think it was Flowers last night it doesn't matter give give yourself the rookies and a chance for those pairings if Jackson get moved and I was thinking about that if he goes to Indianapolis there's Michael Pittman so um, you can't really build teams that way, but it gives you some potential in case, uh, you know, you get lucky and the, your guy goes to the right team. I don't know. I right.
1: think it's kind of fun to build those, those teams that way. Kind of trying to get in, kind of lucky and stuff like that. And, and so, um, but yeah, I, I, were you, um, do you like to, when you're going to stack and do these tournament stuff, do you prefer to stack? I know what kind of just happens, but do you prefer to stack, um, like receiver first, like, hey, I'm going to do my receivers, tight ends, and then see if my quarterback falls? Or do you like to go, hey, let me grab my quarterback and see if I can grab the receivers after?
0: I mean, will you still talk to me if I say it depends? What, <laughs> what, what I really love about these fast ones is the diff, there's, so, there's so many different chess games that can play out, and you really could have all kinds of different combinations. Last night I did one where I was picking sixth, and I had no luck. I mentioned Justin Herbert. It was that draft. They had no luck finding any sort of pairings. I'm six, seven rounds in and no stacks at all. But I had drafted Jerry Judy. And then I reached half around for Wilson. And then it got stupid after that. Patrick, Dulcich, Albert O. Who, by the way, shouldn't his jersey after today's news be Albert O Zero? Zero. Come on. What an opportunity there. <laughs> I have not lost faith in that guy. Uh, so how do you stack? You can do it so many different ways, but I think you got to do something. I don't, I don't feel like you can win in any of these tournaments without having combinations. You agree? Like you got to have something. Listen,
1: you're either going to win it all or you're going to lose it all. I mean, <laughs> think about, I mean, it's just obviously for the, for the, for the new guys listening, we're from Western New York. And so the bills weeks that week 17 last year with the DeMar Hamlin situation, like, it was, I, that was the game you needed, right? Bills, Bengals, Bills, Bengals, everyone stacking it for nine months. And then it ends up being the exact opposite and losing everybody the money. But I think other than like a catastrophic situation, I think, yes, you want, you want to stack. um And and I think ne- next week you're coming out with your, uh, with your NFL schedule preview, right, Mike, where you predict yes. every single team schedule. I can wait. For the weeks I, the wait.
0: I cannot <laughs> wait. I love the schedule. I love the schedule more than the draft. Right. All right. So I mentioned Denver. One more thing. One of the sort of take some time on tonight running back situations or running back rooms where you might have had a trade or a signing, and there it's a little bit not obvious, you know, if not impossible to know what to do. And Adam, the Broncos are are one of those teams. the The obvious big question with Denver, is, first, is will Javante Williams be ready? And since last year, where there were Prominent examples of players off of knee injuries who did not get back in time or were successful. I'm very sort of quiet on Javante Williams or even Brees Hall. Last year, the talk on Brees Hall is he'll be available week one Williams. It's more pessimistic and Samaj P Ryan with Sean Payton there. And some of P Ryan's quotes make you wonder if he's not prepping for a big role. So, um, What do you want to do with Williams, first of all?
1: Yeah, you know, you were kind of the first person that I had heard that kind of put me on to, hey, maybe these guys won't play uh, so soon with these ACL injuries. I kind of just uh, bought into the, you know, it's 2022, 2021. You know, these ACL injuries guys (laughs) come back after a year. That's just how it works. And while Modern medicine. Modern medicine, right? We forget that, you know, people are still human beings. They still... Uh, heal differently, and so this you know we had situations last year. J.K. Dobbins, it was just I was so on Dobbins early, and then he even Dobbins, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be there week one. I'm good. I mean, we're talking about coach speak. What about player speak? This guy's I'm good. I'm definitively I'm playing week one, right? And then it's just like he looks worse and worse. Then there's those videos of him limping around during drills, and he's retweeting them and laughing at them. And lo and behold, he wasn't ready to go. And so kind of fast forward to, and even at the end of the season, when he was running for long touchdowns, like 50 yard touchdown, he still looked like he was short striding. Like it just didn't look right. It's so kind of fast forward to Javante Williams. Like they're saying this thing isn't looking good. It's, it's going to be a while. Like I kind of believe that now uh, maybe take a pause, but Brees Hall word is that everything's going fine so far. But that's another one. Like, normally I'd be all over Reese Hall, right? Like, yo, know, I'm taking him at 880p, like, every time because I loved him. I had him everywhere last year. But it just gives you a little bit of pause. Like, let's you know, let's just wait and see. Um, if he falls in some of these drafts, fine. But I don't find myself reaching for, for guys like Reese Hall now.
0: One thing to remember is that in these tournament games, it's really the last three weeks of the season that matter the most. So yes. I think it depends on how well – equipped your team is to afford a Javante Williams or a, a Brees Hall or, or a Kyler Murray, you know, guys who Camara, you know, they're, nobody wants them because we all less so least of all hall, but the other guys like nobody wants them. Cause we all think they're going to miss a month or more, but who cares by December when it's for the, the big money, you just have to make it. So if you have three running backs, maybe, and you don't love wide receiver and there's two or three guys in the next quadrant or so that you like, you can take Javante Williams, you know, in that in that range and maybe he pays off for you in the playoffs. So Denver's an interesting team. Pirine did well in uh, Cincinnati and sort of re-established himself as a viable asset. And I think Denver sees him that way. Let's talk about Houston. So... Damian Pierce, I've told you on our deep end shows, like I'm on Damian Pierce. There was always going to be somebody is Devin Singletary, who I like, and I think I like him more than you do. We watched every one of his games. Is he somebody that cuts into Pierce? I still say no. I still think that Pierce, young, good, an, an, got to be an improving offense, whatever that is to say. I still feel like I, I don't want to avoid Pierce, at least at his value. I might even want to, you know, Grab him if I can. Yeah. I mean, it's this is so tough. It's just,
1: you know, I didn't think that Pierce was going to make it through the offseason without some cops or some competition. So you kind of got to start there. Like, it would have been incredible if Pierce got through the draft and free agency and they didn't draft someone like, like the third round or higher or something like that. Right now, he's sitting at RB20. You know, he's around, you know, he's just behind DeAndre Swift, who has way more competition now. I mean, DeAndre Swift might be the two there. Now he's around Pacheco. He's going to have to mix in Javante Williams we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel like I have to just put my money where my mouth is, you know, in situations like this. Like I don't think Singletary is very good. So I kind of want to put my money there and go, okay, well then let's, let's lock in on Pierce then we'll know more, a little bit more once we get out of the NFL draft here, because if they can get out of there without adding any major pieces and it's just Singletary and Pierce um, I like Pierce to be the head of the, of the backfield there. But again, do they do they view do the uh, they view uh, Singletary as as a pass catcher? Is he going to get all the pass catching down stuff? Do they view him as the goal line back? Like we don't know. I, I kind of wait, kind of want to wait to hear what they say about it until then. But um, so I think Pierce now I think is fine at ADP. I love Pierce. He's just so good, and I think maybe i um, you know we get. It's not a recency bias because it didn't happen recently, but a lot of times, you know, you get one primetime game a year for a team like the Texans, and he just goes crazy, you know, hundred. He didn't even go crazy from a fancy perspective because he didn't score or have any catches, right. but he ran for like a hundred and like thirty yards and was just a workhorse and looked right. so good. So um I, re- I I really like him and I'm really I'm really rooting for him to kind of t- to take over this backfield.
0: The game against the Eagles? The Thursday night game against the Eagles you're thinking of with Pierce? Yes. Well, in terms of Singletary, to your examples, goal line or catching the ball, I don't want to bet on that. I mean, we're in Buffalo, and Singletary was the worst graded PFF running back catching the ball in the backfield in 2021 in the NFL. And I remember when he started, the Bills had Frank Gore, and they never – he had two goal line touches the whole season inside the five because of Gore. That changed a little bit. But uh, it was always Allen. Singletary is like the perfect example of a player who you sign three point seven five real money. But are they going to throw it to him or give it to him around the goal line? I'm thinking like, no, of course not. So that makes Pierce a good value. I'd much rather have Pierce than Mixon at this point. Oh, yeah. Adam, Or so Javante Williams with his injury concerns. Sorry. So I guess on the flip
1: side, what you know, you're not <laughs> you're going to give an educated guess. What did they sign Singletary for? If it wasn't to catch passes and do gold, just a straight right. handcuffed appear? Like, that's what I just don't – I just don't know. Like, why did they sign him?
0: Good question. You know. I think I think most teams want at least two to split carries, including the sure. Bills. Yep. You know, now, even after Singletary, post-Singletary. I think Houston has been the most maybe incompetent organization in the league, so they could do anything, but hopefully they know well enough – based on the data, to not cut into Pierce and those important – I think Pierce can catch it too. So I think he's probably there to be a compliment to Pierce, and they pay him more because that's what he's due for where he is in his career, but that doesn't mean he comes in above Pierce. I don't think he does. So that's, a, that's the right question. Like, what do they want him for? I think they want him for a complementary role, a veteran role, 50-year in the league, and Pierce is their number one guy. Pierce is on the field first down week one.
1: Yeah. And I've always said this too. Like I, you know, I'm on the, like Singletary can have first down. I want the catches and the goal line and the goal line. But I, I get what you're saying. Like I want, you know, I want Pierce to get the, the important stuff the the targets and the, and then the goal line work. And if he gets that, um, that was always the thing, like with Eckler last year. Was, oh, is always his volume going to come down? I don't care. I, I don't care if his rushing volume comes down. It's probably better. It keeps him healthy. I want the goal line work and I want the targets.
0: Let's talk about. Um, yeah, I mean, both are two great tackle breakers too. I'm trying to get that helmet and not show the greens, whatever is happening there. Sorry, it <laughs> is Green Bay, so sorry if it's a little bit green. Let's Detroit. talk about uh, Detroit. You mentioned DeAndre Swift in passing. Their ADP is around the same region. This is where I can be vulnerable in fantasy because I'm not going to quit Swift at that price. Like, okay. They have David Montgomery and he's been somebody I've never drafted. Right. So that's a (laughs) dilemma for me with Detroit, but Swift can catch it. He's not great. Great. When it comes to the analytics on Swift, but you definitely see an explosiveness with him and a versatility. So, um, You know, he's kind of in the middle for me, you know, where he's being drafted. I think Montgomery has value, but Montgomery for me is, we're talking about Jamal Williams and whatever, was it 17 touchdowns or 15 touchdowns? 17, yeah. 17 touchdowns. And if they can end up having the ball at the one yard line all the time in every game again, then maybe he'll get there, but my odds are against it. So I'm open to Swift. I think as the season goes on, Montgomery will become more popular on If I want to get him, I'm going to get him now. And then uh, really like, that's where I'm at on Detroit. Swift is the, can I say he's the better player? Are we sure he's the better player? Maybe he isn't.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, I think the very last thing you said might be the key. Like maybe he isn't like I want him to be, but yeah, I just always thought that Montgomery is just a, a meh player, but maybe it was the team he was on the offense for a while. Like, is he better than Jamal Williams? Probably. Even if he's at, I mean, definitely. I think if he's, even if he's as good, even if I'm wrong and he's as good as Jamal Williams, like he's not scoring 17 touchdowns cause that's a fluke, but double digit touchdowns is absolutely there. Elite offensive line offense. I'm buying every, every piece of this offense, it's kind of a macro look at the team. is just like, I want to buy the, the lions offense. Like the old coordinator stayed. Um, they got, uh, you know, they're getting better and better. They're adding, they're adding pieces. They're getting pieces, healthier receiving core is going to be good. Goff knows where to go with the ball. He's not some all world quarterback, obviously, but he knows where to go. He'll go with the ball. So, I mean, I think the problem with Swift is just as a running back, there's, there's been concerns, his vision, stuff like that. So, um, uh, so uh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Um, I hope he Swift, I, I'm saying, I, I I hope he gets, again, if he can get the goal line work, which I don't think he's going to do because they wanted to give it to Williams last year, but if he can get the receiving work too, uh, I think that could be pretty good. This is going to be interesting because I think you could be, you know, I wouldn't fade these guys, but I think it could be an interesting kind of best ball stack. Uh, maybe depending on how far like Montgomery goes. Montgomery right now at RB twenty five, um, Swift at RB nineteen. So it's kind of an expensive thing to to, to do. But if you're getting, you know. Six, seven catches a game, eight catches a game between the two of them and two, two scores,
0: uh, that'd be crazy. I'm honestly scared of that offense. They're, really? so, hu- they're so hyped. Take a, take a-, a step. Are a- they? Yes, the Lions, I think so. Take a step back and just sort of let me talk this out and you can tell me how this sounds. Jared Goff, Montgomery, Swift, they don't like, we like, but they don't. St. <laughs> Brown, I'll grant you. Jamison Williams, I mean, okay. Like, amazing college player. Who's the tight end? In terms of stacking, you can't do any – Brock Zilstra, Like, are you doing it? Is anybody drafting a Detroit tight end anywhere? These are 20-round drafts in March. Anybody will do anything. I drafted Sam Darnold yesterday. Is anybody drafting a tight end? Tight end premium from the Lions? I mean, who even is that? You hope a rookie lands there. I don't know. Like, golf, I think, is kind of bad – you know the, the 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 end result is that the people we're playing against are going to like him more than me. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, I golf
1: QB fifteen, and we're getting a lot of um, comments from the chat about how he's how he's been hurt, how he's been banged up, which are very, very good 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 points. But golf? No, I'm sorry, Swift. Swift. Okay, been, well been that's, right. that's right. That's right. Golf QB QB fifteen. I mean, Swift and Montgomery. That's that's still moving right since. Um, since the pickup, uh, but, you know, Jameson Williams, I think he's a very, he's a very good receiver. Wide receiver, 30, 31. I, you know, it's a wide receiver, three. I think that's fine. Your boy, I'm on Ross St. Brown, wide receiver, 10. I think they're not, I think they're fine, priced fine. And, and, you know, what's kind of left out all the time and, st- and stuff like this is um, the elite offensive line. Like, yeah. Nick says it in the chat, awesome offensive line too. Yeah, exactly. Like and, uh, when you have a great old line like that, it just, It just helps everybody around Dawson have all day to throw. The weapons are going to have all day to get open. And I don't want them to have a good tight end. Like, no, like we don't want a good tight. They traded away (laughs) an all world tight end. So it leaves more uh, balls to go around to the guys that are there. So I'm buying this offense right now, unless it gets out, out of hand.
0: According to the player profiler FFPC rankings, Amon Ross St. Brown is going ahead of AJ Brown. Nope. And Jameson Williams is going one spot ahead of Brandon Ayuk. Nope. I mean really. Nope. Let's let's hang, let's get back to this uh, in future weeks. I am off. I didn't even know it until tonight, but I am off the Lions. This is oh wow. Let's Come go. On. Where's it, where's that bell? Can I ring that bell again? Mike's, <laughs> the, Mike's the buoy. The, the is buoy. there where's something the we can do that That's can make right. a noise that line. will not what? trigger an ad that can just be a noise that. I
1: don't even know who the quarterback is for the Niners, so I'm definitely Jamison Williams over Ayuk right now. But
0: okay, side so bet. I love this conversation. I, I love it. PPR points, Jamison
1: Williams versus Ayuk. March 28th, my birthday. I get odds, right? Because it's because it's, it's,
0: it's you get birthday. odds really I my gonna birthday, the first night of profiler because it's your birthday. You get odds. Is that what's good? That's how you're gonna roll. That's how we are like, rolling. You want first, odds?
1: Birthday odds. Plus oh, that's and- so
0: bad. I mean, we'll have to run a poll next week. That is so ask, asking for odds. Never ask for odds. <laughs> Let somebody offer you odds. Never ask for odds. My bad. Um, talking about Montgomery, Chicago. This is this is tough with Foreman and and Herbert. I want to like Herbert. Foreman had an Achilles tear. He did fine for Carolina, but you know, not that there's really a big investment in either guy. I want to be on Herbert there and maybe just ignore Foreman. Am I? crazy am i stupid for doing that no you're not crazy at all this is how i know i want to i want herbert
1: and not foreman because i'm getting everyone's offering me in every dynasty league foreman like we'll get i'll give you foreman for a fourth round pick in 2029 like those are the offers that, that, that i'm getting for like just take foreman please like look look he's with the bears look he's had a couple of good games in his career like no, Herbert. I, if it's Herbert versus Foreman, absolutely Herbert. Um, and I think most people have to think that too. I don't even think this is going to be a close competition. Um, and I don't think they're done there either. Like, I think the draft could bring some things. I mean, they obviously have a million picks, uh, with the trades that, they, that they've made. So, um, I don't think they're, I certainly don't think they're that they're, that they're done there. But between these two running backs, uh, interesting. But and, and Herbert's been good. I mean, Herbert has graded out better than Montgomery at times there in Chicago. So, uh, I like Herbert there. And if and if this is how the the backfield stays, um, Herbert's gonna fly up draft board. So now might be the way, now might be the time to, to, to take
0: him. One more, uh, oh, you dynasty trades. I mean, you yeah, got to decide. Sure. I'm going to give you a, a couple minutes here to decide if you want me to go on for a half an hour on dynasty trades or just. <laughs> Not do it at all. We can talk about the, fir- the end of the first round, like we discussed. Um, so, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson in Washington, they're both twenty-four. You know that? Um,
1: okay, makes sense. They're the same age. Yep. Yeah, Robinson was, was was definitely older. Gibson came out super young, receiver turned running running back.
0: I mean, are you asking me who I would rather have in, in, in Dynasty? Not in dynasty or, you know, at least in redraft, but in both if you want. Like, who I, I can't get to Brian Robinson. I mean, but do I want to get to Gibson? They're both so cheap. Is that maybe an offense with some potential? Are they going to draft Bijan? maybe? Is Washington a team that would do that? Um, they're probably freezed out on quarterback. Frozen out? Frozen out on quarterback. Frozen out.
1: Freeze frozen, frozen. Um, yeah, I I want Gibson because I want like even now, like because I want him to get traded, <laughs> like get him because there's word on the street that they like Bijan, although everybody likes like likes Bijan, right? Every team's been linked. The bills were linked to Bijan at 27 or wherever they are. So um I, I Gibson's just I feel like he's good. His grades. Now I will say his grades weren't great last year, even his receiving grades. Were not, we're not great last year, but they were good the, the year before. So, you know, it's just weird year to year when stuff like that happens. Maybe he was just upset last year that he wasn't getting the run that, that he wanted. But we've seen the talent there. I want him to leave. I, I think Brian Robinson really came out at the end of the year. I thought he looked pretty explosive for a guy his, his size. So, I mean, I just – especially if they, if they take a running back, I could see Gibson leaving, um, and I would absolutely love that. But it's a weird backfield that I don't want to – plant my flag on it at all until after after the NFL draft
0: there's got to be somebody there that will mean something good in fantasy for where they're going but who that is I'll bet on talent with Gibson I can't imagine he's somebody that Washington Washington is another one of these teams that you never know but can they make a trade for Antonio Gibson where they feel like they did well I mean I just I don't know how they do that in this climate but um Gibson over Robinson for me. I'm not excited about either guy, but that can be hidden sneaky value when you know the community is sort of just confused or off a certain team. Dynasty trades. Are, I'll, be, I'll be quick. <laughs> the key word for me, well, is it's a hyphenated word, but self-respect. I know. The is FFPC that like asking for and, odds?
1: Is that like asking for odds or no?
0: A little bit, yeah, actually. That, that's... <laughs> That's bad, but (laughs) I won't tell you to your face. Um, The FFPC cut down deadline is Friday. Uh, And that's a great format they have for the dynasty. You got to get to 16 and keep your kicker and your defense. I mean, there's some hard decisions. Brutal. It, it, It is. It is. But oh my goodness, Adam, of course, if they're watching or listening, this isn't about you. Everybody else who's posting on the message board, Theo said this too on Twitter. Like, I just, come on. He's so right. Will you just keep your self respect? Keep have some dignity, and not post every day about the draft picks you would take. Everybody else knows the whole the score too. Like <laughs> we have to get to sixteen too. You want to trade your worst wide receiver for a seventh round pick? I know. You know what? Guess what? I already thought you did before you said anything. <laughs> so really, just we we got it. We you, you want to make move? We got it. We got it. Make it good, but please keep some self-respect. Keep some dignity. That was In- that was a Deontay Foreman thing for me. Sorry. I was all
1: at the offers. Deontay Foreman for a fourth. You know, I get... To me, it's don't waste my time. Like, I don't... Dignity, whatever. Like, come on. I, <laughs> I, I'm a father of three. I, I got nothing left over here. So, uh, but don't waste my time because I am a father of three. So.
0: Are you still getting... Cedric Wilson offers. Uh, I mean, <laughs> let's just calm down out there. Let's 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 have some respect for each other. Yeah. The end of the first round, even the entire back half of the first round in rookie drafts, just to close here, Adam, is challenging. And I'm with a month to go before the NFL draft. Just between us, I'm looking to move out, yeah. unless it's super flex, in which case you get four quarterbacks to mix in. I've got two or three probably two running backs right now that look like premium assets. One receiver with the possibility of two or three more. But, man, there's a lot. It's so interchangeable between Addison and Flowers and Hyatt and the Downs and these guys. I don't know. Like, check, check the rankings. There are some Hollywood Brown, to name one guy. There are some veterans – that you would think maybe the owner in your league is down on and you could upgrade a pick like that. I'm not sure that's the best example, but just to put a name out, you know, running backs or receivers, running backs, even like what's Derek Henry compared to the 110 in your rookie draft. Okay. Well, Tennessee might want to trade him. Okay. For the seventh year in a row, he's old, but I don't know. Like don't be afraid. The point I'm trying to make is don't be afraid to trade the 110 in this draft try try to get into next year at, with another move at the same time and maybe you get you get hit the jackpot on one of these running backs eckler or somebody that um their their owner in your league is afraid of
1: will you listen to yourself right now i mean think about last year got to have the 2023 20, first rounders that's the class is stacked and i'm not this dynasty like People that are looking, that's all they do. They're looking, go off, go off. Good, that's right. The the Austin Martins of the world, like I'm not looking, the Scott Connors of the world. I kind of live one and a half to two years out, but now we're talking about, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying, here we are, draft seasons upon us, and we're trading out of the first round of super flex drafts, nonetheless, where quarterbacks are getting pushed up. Like, hey, I might want to get out of the 108 of a Superflex Dynasty rookie draft. Um, I don't disagree. I think, again, landing spot has a lot to do with it. You got guys that might, like a downs, like you were saying, like guys that might not have the best kind of pro- profiles coming out of, out of college. That, hey, if they land with a Josh Allen or if they land with a, a Patrick Mahomes. But even then, we saw that last year. Like Mahomes, like his receivers weren't didn't do anything. You know, it was that spread around and stuff like that. So, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, get out of the back half of the or move up. The problem is there's just like to me there's one guy that I would move up on and, and that, that's and that's Bijan. And like there's not even a quarterback that I feel confident right now to move up and get even for for superflex. I mean you're gonna move if you need one you move up and you take one. Close your eyes and take one. But Bijan at the 101 I think is the only guy that you can really think uh, it's gonna have a uh, uh, a
0: really good career. I don't so. want to move out of that range in superflex drafts. Okay, because gotcha. I think there are four. I think the fourth quarterback is going to go at seven at the latest, and they're all. Pro, it's player profiler. We can't besmirch Will Levis. That's right. Cody Carpenter has his number one rookie quarterback. We cannot do that on the on the first night. Maybe in a, a few months we can get away with that. But I'm not risking <laughs> that on the first. Night. Four quarterbacks go in the top seven. Pete Carroll today convincingly talking about drafting a quarterback at five. They might go in the top four or five, for all we know. Yes. So, Superflex, no. And I think the the importance and the value of those quarterbacks, you don't want to trade that now, a month away. But I do think with sort of rookie pick fever in a one quarterback league, if you're good at quarterback, I mean, a couple of those guys will be picked late first round in one quarterback leagues. I think they might be deserving. Um, if you're fine there, you've got a Mahomes or somebody then see if you can trade a late i don't be afraid to do it is my advice take take a late first move it to next year or put somebody on your team for this year hey all they have to do is start well and you can flip them again right yeah yeah all right well you're better at this i mean tell me if you think i'm wrong
1: no i completely agree i mean it's 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 to me yes you're you're 100% right to me it's Again, most some people have one 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 dynasty league. Some people have a hundred dynasty leagues. It's it's being able to take that macro view you're talking about and put it into the micro because that's a whole show or half a show in and of itself. Where we could maybe have some guys on too that are the big players, not just the analysts, but the players. Like, hey, how the heck? And this is the type of stuff that Mike and I will have on the show. Is hey, you know, Austin? Hey, Scott? How do you? Hey, Louis G? How do you manage a hundred? Dynasty leagues. How do you take what Mike just said? Like, yes, I 100 agree. How do you put that into action with 100 teams, or 50 teams, or 20 teams? Because it's a, it's trade ban. Like, I know when I sit down, if I'm like, all right, I'm going to take an hour and send out trade offers for dynasty. It might take three days to work one trade for one team for one league. So, uh, I completely agree with you. And if uh, that's why I only do
0: a handful of of, of dynasty leagues. A handful. I love a handful. Like what? I'm, I counted today. I'm at 13. Ooh, that's what a guy. That's plenty. Listen, the, the first thing I wanted to say tonight was thank you to Matt Kelly, Billy Nuzio, Cody Carpentier, Theo Greminger, Aaron and Nate, and everybody at player profiler. We became free agents and we were so happy to be able to, uh, latch up with you guys. Some of whom we know, some of you, we know, and have, and have, uh, played with and chatted with I I just didn't want to do that first thing because I can't stand listening to a show where the first thing is all thank yous and highs and hellos like I just I have to turn it off so we had to put that at the end I mean we said a little bit of it before Adam's birthday also got in the way sorry for anybody but uh, (laughs) but, uh, you know I just I I really am uh, grateful to you Adam too and to everybody that uh, has been watching and helping us get this far so with that Adam, final thoughts? No, I, I
1: completely agree. I can't I can't wait to keep doing this. I'm going to take a portion of the massive signing bonus that Player Profiler gave us and buy some new internet. I apologize for. <laughs> I look perfectly clear on my screen, and I I keep getting from everyone how I look like I'm. 100 miles under the sea and I believe them I can't wait to go back and watch it so I'll be getting a new router and a new camera and maybe just a new computer (laughs) come over
0: here if you want next week
1: maybe I'll come over Uh, to your
0: house the lobster roll your backdrop from the old days has a whole new meaning because you're literally underwater it seems uh tonight that's what I
1: that's that's what I hear I look great on my screen but whatever whatever you
0: don't want to peak week one (laughs) yeah that's right I gotta leave them wanting more right At Adam underscore Krautwurst, you see his name on the screen. Figure it out. Google and Twitter searches will help you. At Shope Talk, S-C-H-O-P-P-T-A-L-K. You can also find me weekday afternoons, 3 to 7 Eastern, on WGR Sports Radio 550 in Buffalo and on the Odyssey app. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Thanks, guys.
2: Hey, you like that video? Be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit, Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.